This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's a financial bombshell at Toronto City Hall. Outgoing city manager Peter Wallace predicts if the city of Toronto continues on its current financial course, it will face a massive one and a half billion dollar budget gap in just five years. Wallace has tabled his long-awaited and much delayed long-term financial plan. It calls for new revenue sources to keep the city delivering its programs and services. In other words, more taxes or user fees or whatever you want to call them. What do you think? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, let's go to Councillor John Burnside. He's on the Budget Committee and the Councillor for Ward 26, Don Valley West. Hi, John. Hey, Libby. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, what what do you think about this? Well, obviously it's troubling, and obviously the city needs to uh, to make some, some you know very hard decisions. Um, but I think ultimately what we need is a, is a proper deal with the with the province and the feds. I have no problem. Well, I shouldn't say I have no problem, but I'm willing to go to the, the taxpayer and say, okay, we need to, if you want this, these services, we're going to have to raise taxes to provide them. The problem is Toronto covers so many expenses that, in my opinion, aren't really our expenses to cover, and we really need a serious discussion with the other levels of government. Uh, well, that's what city politicians always say uh, when they're told, well, you're, uh, you're not uh, working within your means. They say, well, it's the province's fault, and they go with their hand out to, to the province. I mean, you know... How long is is that uh, a valid excuse? Well, I think until well, first off, until the uh, the other levels of government actually sit down to discuss that. All that said, I, I understand your point. I think we do need to take some things seriously. Like you know, the same day that Peter Wallace's report came out, there was an article uh, about fair evasion on the TTC that's costing you know minimum twenty million dollars. I suspect it's forty or fifty million dollars a year. So we absolutely we have to get serious um, with our own issues, such as fair evasion and, and looking at things. Do we really need, should we be giving free fares to kids 12 and under unless they're accompanied by their parents, for instance? What All about that said, yeah, go ahead. What about spending? What about, I mean, uh, you know... Uh, just to bring up an example that's probably a little exaggerated, but remember the guy with the stairs and the discrepancy in what it cost him to make a small repair and it cost the city? Now, uh, granted, his repair wasn't good enough for a, a public place, but, but surely somewhere between the 5000 he spent, and I forget what the uh, ginormous number that the city would have paid for, the, for that work... Uh, Somebody is paying too much somewhere. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I think grips all government is, is this fear of uh, lawsuits and, 
and trying to cover yourself every which way. So the question is, do we overbuild things? Um, are we are we looking for the best deals? One of the problems the city has, though, they have this fair wage policy, which you may or may not agree with, but it does add to the cost of uh, building, you know, building uh, infrastructure. But at the end of the day, you can't get away from a $3 billion subway or a $6.4 billion relief line. Those costs are real. So, you know, unfortunately, we can't get an army of people from Etobicoke to build those. Those expenses are something that has to uh, have to be tackled. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, just uh, Doug Ford was just elected leader of the Conservatives. Uh, if uh, the polls, today's polls turn out uh, on Election Day, uh, he could well be the premier. And uh, it doesn't sound like uh, he would be overly generous. He says the city spends way too much money. So how would the city deal with that? Well, well I mean, the province has its own problems. So, you know, they have now they're going to have an $8 billion deficit. So he has, his, if he if Doug Ford gets elected, he's going to have to deal with his own issues. Um, but I'll just give you one example, Libby. This past winter, there was this whole discussion, some would call it a crisis, on homelessness. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you did, if I dug a little bit deeper than what the, than the, than the headlines, and it turns out that one of the reasons the shelters were so busy was a huge increase in the number of uh, refugees using the shelter system it, to the tune of an extra $40 million a year. Listen, I'm all for, for bringing in refugees, I'm all for compassion, but that's a federal responsibility. Toronto assumed that responsibility to the tune of 38 to $40 million. So, you know, it's not me saying, hey, look over there, it's their fault. It actually is their fault. And, and you know, we can't keep assuming the responsibilities of everybody else. How much homelessness did you you hear of in Mississauga, Oakville, uh, Vaughan? Well, we spend far more per capita on that issue. But that's because most people come to Toronto because we offer the services, and we're going to have to have that discussion. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Pat in Toronto. Hello, Pat. Yes. Um, I'm a senior. I'm a financial planner, a CPA, I'm also a municipal councillor in Muskoka. Mm-hmm. I think I understand the problems we've got, and there are many, and there's no easy solution. Um, capital budgeting is one thing that municipalities have not done uh, properly for many years. The province is trying to get them to do that. Um, the other aspect is many of the elected officials have little training in finance, and it's not their fault, but um, the the government is essentially run by the employees. And my big concern is people who work for government at all levels are in a totally different class than the rest of the world in the sense that they've got gold-plated pension plans. I mean, where you're getting a a 70% pension if you're there 35 years, fully indexed for inflation. And, you know, we're broke at all levels. The, the, the federal government is pushing costs down to the province. The province is spending money they don't have. And um, now you watch what will happen, I suspect, under Mr. Ford, and, and maybe it'll be the right thing to do. He's going to stop uh, pushing, um, or he's going to push costs down to the province, or from the province to the municipalities 
and stop giving them out money. So we're in an awful pickle, but we have to wake up. We can't spend money we don't bring in, and that's what's happening at all levels of government. Um, good point, Pat. Thank you very much for that. Um, and those pensions are, are one of the reasons everything at the city costs us so much. John, what, what do you have to say to what Pat just said? Oh, no, I, I agree with Pat. One of, one of the problems is that uh, councillors in general read a report and then think they're experts on, on finances. And so that, that's a very valid opinion. The other thing is we don't, it's, it's not like the party structure where we actually have teams of people pouring over budgets. Um, that's just one of you know many responsibilities of a of a local councillor who, to that point, need uh, need no qualifications uh, for that for that role. Absolutely. Okay, let's go to uh, John in Toronto. Hello, John. Hi, Olivia. I'm a, I'm a concerned Toronto resident. Uh, I I understand what the, the people are saying about the budget and everything, but I I, I really have a, an issue. Uh, you know, as we know, Toronto has probably the lowest tax base in all of the GTA, and they've been maintaining that and maintaining that. But I think it's time that we really have to raise taxes. Uh, I, I think I used to live in Vaughan not even a couple of years ago. I had a cookie-cutter house, 35 by 82 feet, 2,000 square foot. I moved down to Toronto. Uh, I have a 121 by 160 lot, 3,000 square feet, ravine lot. And I'm paying 35% less taxes than I was paying for the cookie cutter and bond. Now, uh, with this upcoming election, uh, Toronto's had a problem upon amalgamation with all the downloading that the province sent to us, TTC, et cetera. TTC is a big problem. Now, I think I'm not really like even party politics, but if Ford gets in, he's not going to like Toronto. He's not going to give. He's going to give us more expenses. He's not going to download any money to us at all. And, and that's a bad thing. I, I, I don't look forward to it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that's that's a worry, though. Frankly, uh, you know, Etobicoke it, it, is in Toronto, yeah, as yeah. is uh, Scarborough, So, um, and that's his power base. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh, interesting yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. Okay, let's go to Norm in Toronto. Hello, Norm. Hello. Hi. Um, before I start, that uh, comment that people keep making about the low taxes in Toronto, what they have to do is open their eyes, look around, and see the massive business tax base that's here in Toronto that does not exist in places like Vaughan. That's the primary reason taxes are held low here in this city. Well, my real point is this. Before you start raising taxes, as every other person has said, let's start looking at the money we're spending. A very simple example is this. I live on a small street with a lot of elderly people. Every time one of my neighbors feels ill, they call an ambulance. And every time an ambulance shows up, a massive fire truck shows up, a police cruiser shows up, and you have about six or seven civil servants standing in the middle of the street chatting it's it's outrageous you see every every time there's a small fender bender in toronto the same thing happens a massive fire truck shows up a police cruiser shows up 
you know, and on and on it goes. Norma, I don't think that's true. When there's a fender bender, you have to go to one of those crash reporting sites. No, I'm telling you, if they call an ambulance, somebody's banged their head in the accident, they call an ambulance, the police show up, fire truck shows up. I passed one yesterday on Bayview Avenue. No serious damage to the vehicles, but the moment they call an ambulance, that's what happens. Well, I don't know. I think we have to... uh, And every time I go shopping in the local shopping center, inevitably there's a massive fire truck sitting there, especially in the summertime, the engine running, the air conditioner going. Well, one firefighter sits behind the wheel, and four or five of them are inside shopping. It's ridiculous. Uh, You're going to raise my taxes? Okay, Norm, uh, I'm not sure about some of those things. John, what do you think about Norm's comments? Well, yeah, in terms of the fire department, I mean, it is it is an issue. Uh, unfortunately, we have to provide, they have to be on call for when uh, something might happen. Heck, we're spending about $4,500 per, per capita on, on the island. Residents there only pay about $1,200 in taxes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's out of whack in the city. I would like to get back to the comment, I think uh, it was from John, about the low taxes. What people forget is we have the land transfer tax that is unique to Toronto, at least at the municipal portion. That, if we didn't have that, that would add about 20 to 25% onto everyone's taxes. But it is being borne by homeowners and businesses. So once you add that up, uh, the tax picture is a lot different. The other thing is we have a much higher mix of condominiums, which, as you know, downtown are about 400 square feet. So they get put into the into the mix of the average, and that's why our average tax looks so low. Pardon me, but if you take that average two-story home anywhere in the GTA, highest taxes, Old City of Toronto, next highest, Old City of North York, fourth highest, Old City of Etobicoke. Well, there's there's also the issue that, uh, you know, Toronto is older than these other places which needed new infrastructure. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, my my house has been there for a very long time, as opposed to something newer in the suburbs. Okay, uh, let's go to David in Toronto. Hi, David. Oh, hi. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't have a lot to say because he took the words pretty much out of my mouth. As soon as um, the gentleman, John, spoke on the issue, I voiced my frustration with politicians, which is, uh, first, response was to raise taxes, and second was things are pointing at other levels of government, all of whom I agree um, are equally guilty of incredible waste. Um, in particular, I live in Broadview, Danforth. There's a massive uh, capital project in the park that's been going on for a couple of years. I don't know why everything was just perfect the way it was, putting in ripped out two beautiful staircases that are huge, and putting in new ones. And I think maybe it's time for a review of this kind of thing, because we know in other municipalities, like in other jurisdictions like Montreal, there's been a lot of corruption. And to me, um, it's time to take a better look at things. Okay, thanks for that. Um, John, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, it's a fair assessment, but by the same token, there's, there's there's always pushback from the other side, which is our parks are getting run down. Our hockey arenas are getting run down. Look what they have in Mississauga. So 
So it is trying to, or, or Oakville or wherever it may be, it is trying to find that balance. But the last thing I think we can do is let our city get run down. I think ultimately where we ha- what we have to decide is what we want to be. Are we a city that has nice roads, uh, has good parks, and offers quality police, ambulance, and fire services? Or are we trying to get into, do we want to get into all the social issues, which I think are really largely the responsibility of other levels of government? And until we make that decision of, of who we want to be, we're going to have this debate forever and ever. And yes, people will be pointing fingers at each other. Okay. Thanks for that. That is uh, all the time we have. I'm sure it's going to uh, come up again soon. Thank you, John Burnside. Thanks, Chloe. Okay. Uh, we're going to take another break. When we come back, Andrea Horvath, she'll be taking your questions. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.